Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about how sunsetting went too far. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. I might be live right now, so come hang out with us at SNTRlive.com. If you'd rather have all my content in one location, be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. That has the Rageous Roundtable, Repeat Theater, and SNTR Presents all in one location, SNTRnetwork.com. Network.com. So I know folks are going to run to the comments on this one and say, I told you so. We told you, Lono. You defended sunsetting and look how bad it is. I want to say before I even get into this, the sunsetting that I defended and still believe in is not the sunsetting that we got in Beyond Light. And I have a lot of quotes here at the beginning of this talk to really show the communication on this from Bungie was absolutely terrible to the point that I believe we were misled uh, about how it all went down. It was a misrepresentation of how sunsetting was going to act. Now, I don't know if this was intentional or they were being malicious or sinister to trick us, but this is definitely a huge overreach. It could be something as simple as the right hand not knowing what the left is doing with working from home and big picture vision idea changes were you know, not not implemented in the right way. So I'm going to go through what was said. Then I want to talk about like, what's the problem? Why is this not working? Why is it an overreach? And why are people unhappy? Why are people like Lono, who was a champion of sunsetting, unhappy? I'm unhappy because I defended a version of this that wasn't delivered. Okay, so these three quotes at the beginning of this video are extremely important. Okay, so the first quote is the value. Those values will project the weapons viable in-end game lifespan and we think that lifespan is somewhere between 9 and 15 months so again this is the beginning of the end game viability phrase that luke smith started using that made a lot of us say oh end game that's content like raids dungeons power enabled trials and iron banner it doesn't refer to the entire game you're talking about a viable in-end game lifespan okay The second quote, this means all legendary gear has a one-year span of time during which it can be used in activities where being at or near the player power cap is important. And then in parentheses, they put difficult and power-enabled activities. So they're qualifying it here. They're saying, listen, this is supposed to be for the difficult content or power-enabled content like Iron Banner and Trials. Again, giving us the impression... This is only going to affect the upper echelon of content. The last quote says, Reaching the player power cap is beneficial, but not strictly required for most activities in Destiny. You can continue to equip and use all gear in these activities. Now, when we read this, we thought, you know, public space content, strikes, even I said seasonal activities should be at that lower level so everybody can enjoy them. I was always a major proponent of that open accessibility for the seasonal content or the strikes of the public space and then adding a hard mode or a difficulty spectrum where sunsetting would take place and that's how they should have approached this. However, that is not how they approached this. They raised everybody to 1050, just like last year in Shadowkeep, they raised everybody to 750. The difference this year 
is when you got raised to 750, 750 was the entrance power level for strikes. It was the adept level for nightfalls. 750, I'm fairly certain, was the first difficulty in nightmare hunts. That's not how the current situation is going. Most of the content is not even doable at 1050 because you're going to be too weak. Strikes are 1100, lost sectors are 1210, and so forth. So 1050 gear is virtually useless. You can take it almost nowhere in the game. Old public spaces and non-power enabled crucible this is a complete overreach and basically breaks all of the assurances that i just read through have all been essentially nullified by the way that they implemented this so let's just talk about this what is the problem sunsetting as a content uh, as a concept makes no sense for campaigns for strikes for public space and strike level content it makes literally no sense for that kind of content that's not it's not end game it's not where power matters it's not meant to be difficult campaigns strikes the public space entrance level content like we're not even in wrathborn hunts yet hopefully they were thoughtful about that probably not given how bad the content is with respect to logistics now hear me out beyond light is good there's good logistical structure there's good loot pursuit they really really added a lot of systems that are good like legendary lost sectors and pursuing weapons regrinding those empire hunts that's awesome we always said that the baron hunt you know the baron hunts in forsaken were, were not utilized so hear me out this is a logistical problem the content actually ain't that bad so sunsetting as a concept it only makes sense for endgame for difficult you know, dungeons trials iron banner you know the the uh raids it doesn't make sense upper level nightfalls it makes zero sense for campaigns and strikes now i'm a huge proponent of playing the campaign under leveled by yourself it's enjoyable it's fun it's challenging a real simple solution here would be having a normal campaign and a hard mode campaign so for those that just want to play through and enjoy it because they bought the content rather than having all their gear from shadow keep and back be useless in the campaign just let them play through the campaign at 1050 and enjoy it and then put the thing down and go into the other places and the other co- you know pieces of content instead you buy the campaign if you took a break in season of dawn season of arrivals or season of worthy you don't have a whole lot of gear you can use because shadow keep and back cannot get beyond 1050 so after about one mission in the campaign your gear is worthless and you can't even do strikes because they're set at 1100 now if you're going to run to the comments and say well Lono, i can be 1200 but i can use 1050 guns the damage on those guns will be terrible uh the way that the damage on a gun works is it has to be at the level of the encounter or it will do significantly less damage now it's understandable that players feel misled and annoyed at something that was already controversial before it was implemented sunsetting was the hottest topic of debate here it was the hottest topic of debate on reddit people were worried sky is falling they're taking all of our loot this is going to be terrible and they, they somehow made it worse they somehow made it worse than the way that it was perceived by the by, by, by the community I defended it many people defended it we debated it here weeks on end and the version that I defended it ain't here it's not in the game okay raising the floor to 1050 while not matching 1050 to entry level power levels makes absolutely no sense at all I know 1050 makes it easier to hit 1100 or whatever in the heck because you're not at 750 but entrance level content isn't even at the floor that you raise the entire community to brand new players 
I have no idea. I guess they're going to be using blues and purples. That's fine. They don't really have a concept of what's going on because they're brand new to the game. But returning players or, or, or players that haven't been here for a while, you know, th- this just doesn't make any sense. The worst fears of the anti-sunsetting community have come true. Bungie came for basically all of your weapons. And now that 75% of the legendary loot pool has been sunset, you have a very small pool to choose from if you feel like doing strikes, public events, and level content any of that you just can't lastly what should Bungie do okay what should they do here what's the response what's the way to fix this okay campaign should simply have a normal and a hard mode as I already said because a challenging run is enjoyable and I do think players should have a choice if they want to run challenging content or hard content they should be totally in their right to do that it's a very very bad this is my opinion I think it's a bad precedent to set for players to enter the game and buy an expansion and not be able to use virtually any of their gear in just the campaign or strikes I don't think that's a very good accessibility point long term if they hook new players this year I don't think they're going to understand next year if they go into Witch Queen and they can't even use the guns they got in Beyond Light because they're going to be sunset out of the campaign and the strikes if this is the way going forward if this is the precedent they're setting you have to understand what Witch Queen is going to look like Witch Queen is basically going to be you can only use weapons from the three seasons leading up to it in the strikes in the campaign in the new public spaces in the new lost sectors all that new content you're not going to be able to use any gear beyond light and back and i don't think that's a very good precedent to set i think you should have entrance level content like strikes public space i think the seasonal content like wrathborn should have a normal and a hard mode just like the campaign so everybody can enjoy it if they want and then you give a loot incentive to go up strikes public spaces and entrance level content should always be at the floor of the game's power level more content with power level as far as like going up would help ensure that we have an incentive to play hard content while allowing all players to have that entrance point if they're buying the content you don't want them to feel like it's inaccessible to them because they haven't been hoarding guns every single season when people said it was going to be a loot treadmill unfortunately they weren't wrong if you don't stay on top of your loot and play every single season eventually you're going to jump into an expansion or a season and have very little co- you know, p- pieces of loot that you can take into basic content. I'm talking basic. I'm talking campaign and strikes. That is not where power matters. That's not endgame. If you call the entire game endgame, it becomes a superfluous term. If everything's endgame, there is no endgame. Endgame has traditionally, especially endgame viability, has traditionally referred to dungeons and raids and Grandmaster Nightfalls because that's where you really have to min-max and pay attention to your build and your power and how strong you are. Strikes and the campaign in the public space are not endgame. You'll never convince me otherwise. We've never used the term to refer to those portions of the game as endgame. As always, we're going to transition to Q&A next. If you're in the audience, don't go anywhere. If you're listening to the recording elsewhere, always remember to catch me live at sntrlive.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about sunsetting went too far. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, you can catch me live Monday through Friday. I might be live right now. Just go to sntrlive.com uh, if you want to watch these live. If you want my all my content in one location, go to sntrnetwork.com. The Rageous Roundtable Repeat Theater and this show all hit uh, that platform. First question from Table J 
JFK. I feel our concerns about sunsetting being executed poorly have become a reality. That said, would it do more harm than good to reverse sunsetting for previous weapons up to a certain point while keeping weapons like Pinnacles from Forsaken retired? Obviously, I am still pro-sunsetting as it was originally described, okay? Which is weird to say, but it's like, if if you're going to make adjustments, okay? If you're going to make adjustments, I think one of the best ways to do it would be to lower strikes to 1050, and anything that has like an entrance point to it, try to lower it. I don't know if they could do this with a campaign, it's probably too late to do this, but I would like a normal and a hard version of the campaign. I think that would be helpful because then you could have people that are at the 1050 just run it and enjoy it uh, and not feel that need to we oh we must we must we must we must level we must leave things behind that's not how sunsetting you know was originally um, pitched so that that's kind of how I would approach it now again I don't know if that means they need to reach in and say hey let's make shadow keep stuff you know, let's raise its infusion cap or something because if people feel like, oh my gosh, I can't even use stuff from Shadowkeep? Gee, many Christmas. Um, that would be a concern. The real question I have at this point is, do they have anything else that they're launching for this expansion in season? You know, are there weapons and gear we haven't seen yet? And in light of that question, the next question that I have is, is this how it was supposed to be? Were strikes meant to be 1100? Are the public spaces and the and the lost sectors meant to be out of reach of people that are 1050? Is it meant to feel as if basically the entire game sunsets your gear? Is that intended? Because when you read the three quotes on screen that I have right now, it certainly doesn't sound like that was the plan. So somewhere along the line, the plan either changed or somebody somewhere overreached, didn't consider. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious if two things if they have more loot plan to help some of this out to help pad some of the archetypal vacancies and number two is this actually what you guys were hoping to, to, to be the result because it it kind of feels it kind of feels all over the place it feels like it's been mismanaged big time um i don't know how you read these three quotes on screen and then be like oh surely they meant campaign strikes public space and lost sectors when they said those three things i just i don't know how anybody read that and thought that now i know people are like we told you Lono we told you they were going to screw it up listen I'm not a bungee apologist but I go based on what they say I'm not going to become a cynic and a stick in the mud and a pessimist I'm not going to read everything Bungie says and be like yep they're probably going to screw this up there's no reason to think that way armor 2.0 landed and it was good for the game it still has some things that need to be tweaked same with the artifact those things landed in the game and largely delivered what was promised so every time they outline a system or a system wide change I'm not going to look at it with like, oh, they're probably going to completely just mess this all the way up. It's going to be a complete debacle. I I don't think that that's, number one, that's not helpful. Then we can't really ever read or cover anything in the game without basically just turning it into a presumed negative. And secondly, I I don't think the pattern is that Bungie outlines system-wide changes and then completely screws it up. Like, I don't think that that is, uh, I don't think that that is a presumption. They never said that a major loot refresh was coming with the sunset, and in that part, you said that they would be sure to not let vast vacancies happen. Right, okay, so I did presume that if you're going to sunset two and a half years worth of loot, they sunset all the way to Shadowkeep. That's on me. I did presume there would be a whole lot more loot added, even if they added all that loot, 
okay even if they added a bunch of loot i would still be upset about the miscommunication i would still be upset about those that took a break during year three or the casuals or the returning players that virtually have no loot to use in the campaign or the strikes like i would still be irritated so yes the presumption that's on me i thought oh surely they're going to add a lot of guns there's no way they're going to sunset that many weapons why would you hit the loot pool that hard why would you create that many vacancies if you're not going to fill those vacancies at this point it seems insane that they would even bother sunsetting shadow keep and then add 23 weapons that's nuts to me they you sunset so much gear shadow keep added a lot of gear you know it does it's, it's honestly crazy it's honestly kind of strange and i i feel like my presumption was kind of fair i didn't feel like i was like reaching um your assumption was the more rational way to do it right like i feel like it was a logical sort of rational way of thinking like why would you hit the loot pool so hard if you're not going to be adding stuff to the pool so i i feel bad that i presumed wrong there but on the other front when i would have conversations with the community and i'll say look 90 percent of the content you're not going to feel sunsetting they're talking about you know difficult and power enabled activities they're talking about end game viability that's not going to affect most of the content and i that wasn't true like that to me is where i'm the most frustrated it turned them and myself into uh folks that were misrepresenting something and i i don't like that i don't i I really don't appreciate how that feels because i took up the banner and said we want loot retirement for a while this is a really respectful way to do it and that's not how it was implemented so uh king keys with the next question isn't it evident that Bungie has overstepped in regards to sunsetting in regards to not having enough replacement guns to appease hardcore and casuals? Do you believe that will become easier to swallow as we progress to the next season? My only thought here is twofold. Number one, there is the possibility that there's another loot pool that we haven't seen yet. There's another activity we haven't seen yet called Exo Challenges. There is also just the possibility in general that there's staggering loot. Maybe there's more Europa gear. Maybe there's more gear for Wrathborn hunts. They don't need to go front heavy like they did in the past because none of this content's going away for a year. It's not like in Season of Dawn where I had to shove everything out in two weeks because it's expiring in three months. So I'm open to that possibility. The other piece that I'm thinking about is by the time we get to the summer, you should have a lot of the vacancies filled. You should have a lot of dope guns. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe the plan is is that when the next season rolls out, you're like, oh, sweet. Now there's a really dope 120 elemental hand cannon for me to go after. Now that rapid fire SMG archetype that I couldn't get, then now there's one to chase. Maybe slowly throughout the year, we fill those vacancies and it feels good because you have a greater motivation to chase it. There wasn't a strong motivation to chase loot in year three because a lot of the, a lot of the archetypes you already had a 110 if you wanted one you already had a good 140 or 150 if you wanted one so it's possible that as the seasons progress we start to feel that rhythm of oh i get this now there'll be periodic vacancies i feel the vacancy and then i'm driven to fill that vacancy the concern is isn't that gonna start to feel like we never truly have a full sort of loved loadout and loot pool is it going to start to feel as many were concerned with what is described as a loot treadmill i would have loved it i i chose this image very intentionally the loud lullaby gets updated to a 120 and this gun is worthless in 90 percent of the content i can't even try it out in just some strikes just to see because it'd be 1050 and then it's that means it's 50 below strikes it'll feel like a piece of trash so it's like 
I got a nice 110 loud lullaby. I liked 110s back in the day. I actually thought it was pretty good with Unstoppable and the Nightmare Hunts because it packed a strong punch. And now that it's 120, I would have loved to have tried it out. And I can't. There's nowhere for me to take it. Taking it into some old public space or old lost sector is not a true test of how strong something is. I can go into an old lost sector with the blue weapon and feel like a god. That's not an actual test of the changes that happened. And I, it, it, to me, it's it's disappointing. And so... It, it, it's an overstep and an overreach and even if they start filling in those vacancies and those archetypes, I don't know I don't know if we're going to feel this this sense of loot treadmill and, and loot futility or is it going to feel fresh and new, it, it probably is going to go both ways, I think players are going to respond positively to this and say you know what, that means every season I get to look at the new loot and say okay, what can I fill in, what archetype am I missing, what am I going to chase this season you know, and then you're gonna you're gonna feel that sense of like, oh yes, I actually I actually want to chase this because I don't have one right now. Some people are gonna say, no, I hate this. This is terrible. I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel that need to chase stuff um, and, and 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 not have certain things in my inventory. Uh, I, I there's gonna be two responses to this system, and the question will be, how does the player base at large respond? Did the player base numbers slowly go down over time? Yeah, Warden's Law. I'll never get to really use it as a 120 and see if it's any good because uh, there's no content I can really take it into. Although they, they kind of gutted it when they nerfed Feeding Frenzy because Feeding Frenzy made it strong. I could always get it up to... I could always have its reload buffed and I could always have its damage buffed. Um, so that one is a bummer for me too. If they wouldn't have nerfed uh, Feeding Frenzy, I would be even more upset. But it, it Feeding Frenzy all is not that good on a on a on a 120 now, since they made the change to it. So that was one of the reasons I liked it. I could shoot shanks, I could shoot anything. It was nice hip fire. It hit really really hard. I'd get Rampage three going and Feeding Frenzy going, and the thing just felt really really strong, even though it shot slow. Upping it to the 120 would have made it feel a little bit better. So. Uh, P.N. Raynard says, Are you surprised that Bungie seemed to have not noticed that Forsaken and Shadowkeep content awards Sunset Gear, Sunset in the content when Beyond Light launched? Notice that the content awards Sunset Gear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is true and it's not true. I mean, you can run Garden and you can run Last Wish and they bumped those so that you could run those for weapons. So there are more weapons that you can use right now if you have them if you were diligent to run those raids now that's not a consolation to mid lanes and casuals who didn't run last wish or garden of salvation uh religiously so it's not a huge help to most players but it is a help to some players now if you're running i don't know what else you're running i guess if you're running what the lectern on uh on you know the moon then sure you know that would be uh that would be pretty frustrating you know you're running that what's the point in running that that loot's not been updated or anything um i think they need a bigger picture here i do i think they need a bigger picture what do you do with nightmare hunts and the lectern what do you do with um i'm trying to think of anything if well if warden's law is a forsaken weapon um, I'm interested, you know, all the weapons in the Dreaming City, thank you, another good example, 
I'm actually interested in what they think about that. Like, what is what what's the purpose of those weapons? They've been sunset. Those locations and activities are still here. Why would I even care to get those weapons? It, it that I think is a legitimate question to ask. Even if. Let's imagine Bungie implemented sunsetting in the way that we all expected, and it wasn't affecting, you know, 85% of the content. So you could you could use all your old stuff if you really wanted to. Uh, you know, you're, 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 you could take your loud lullaby into strikes and all that. Even if they did that, I still think that's a valid question. Okay, well, Dreaming City activities and loot pools are still here. Same with Forsaken. Same with Shadowkeep. Like, all this stuff's still here still dropping and it's dropping with the sunset power limit so maybe y'all should think about that you know when witch queen rolls around if there are activities and loot pools sticking around maybe they should get their leveling bumped just to make the viable pool a little bit larger just to make that content not completely stupid uh if someone comes in and starts playing the game and and gets a loud lullaby or is doing stuff on the moon, they're getting gear that doesn't even make any sense. It's like, what's the point of this? I can't I can't take it basically anywhere. I can't even take it into a strike, you know? It doesn't make any sense. So, you know, Cosmodrome could have formed to have its own loot pool too. Like, what's going on there? You know, Shawhan doesn't seem to have his own loot pool. That would be a nice update as well. Gilly and Mist. Do you think activities should be able to drop sunset gear? And if not, should they drop new loot or should the loot not be sunset? It seems silly that the Nightfall or the Lectern can drop weapons that cannot be used in the most content. Yeah, like, this is very, very well timed. We were just talking about this. As, as another way to answer the question would be to say, why not just update the loot? Why not just replace the Warden's Law with something else? Why not just replace the, the weapons on the Dreaming City with you know, slightly different versions, new perk pools or something. So if they drop, they are slightly new, they're still usable, they still matter, and the game feels like it got some some semblance of a loot update. Um, you know, they added the pulse rifle to Crucible, the shotgun to the strikes, and then that grenade launcher to Gambit. It's just like random drops. That's literally one gun per playlist, but there's virtually no way to actually farm for one other than to turn on the legendary drop rate perk uh, on your ghost, which it does help. It does, but it's not necessarily, uh, a, a reinvigoration of the content. And it certainly isn't a, a, a vendor refresh for those three game modes. I mean, it's, it's, it's one drop, you know, it's, and it's random. It's totally random. Um, I've got a, a version of the grenade launcher that I would really like to go for, but it's really hard to stomach Gambit once you get up to higher mythic levels because it's just a sweat box and I have no way of guaranteeing the drop. So it's really, really hard. I'll tell you what, I tell you what, it's tempting and I'm not going to do this, but when you look at Gambit, it'd be faster just to go in and throw you know, or, or barely pay attention. Like I got my laptop next to me. I'm kind of shooting some enemies and I'm just playing matches of Gambit and losing, you know, hoping for that drop rate to show up eventually. Like that's, that'd be, that'd be, you know, one of the best ways to probably go for that grenade launcher. Gambit is skill-based matchmaking. The higher you go up in the ranks, yes, it starts to get very, very sweaty. It limits who you can match in Gambit. Yeah, it's, it's very, very unfun. Um, so once you get up to a certain level, it, it turns into, uh, 
very very sweaty and you can tell because we were a stacked team going up against uh solos like four solo players and you could tell they just they they were eating and breathing and sleeping gambit since it came out it was like it was their world and we were just living in it they were they were very very sweaty matches and they weren't even on full teams um so Darksider, with archetype vacancies being one of the bigger critiques of sunsetting, I wonder, do we really need to have all RPMs with all elements being available always? To be honest, vacancies and limitation on what's available can exp- uh, can create experimentation and build diversity. I, this is like I said, you're the type of player that's u- viewing it from the other side, you know? You're like, hey... I, uh, I actually like having some vacancies. It kind of forces me to get creative or forces me to use something else or I'll have to wait for that thing to show up. Generally speaking, yeah, I don't know what you said, Eugene. You guys are using a phrase or a term today that the Google bots are snagging or they turned up the sensitivity of the Google bot. It seems to be snagging more messages. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, I think it's completely automatic. It's like a Google moderator bot. I don't understand. Um... So, you know, my suggestion, so I hear where you're coming from. It's like, okay, the vacancies actually create that sense of need. So once that archetype rolls around, you're going to want to chase it. Uh, It creates that sense of loadout, you know, nuances and loadout dynamics. You start start swapping things around. Um, And that could be viewed as a good thing. Another way of viewing this is this was the perfect time to simplify the weapon pool. Primary, secondary, and heavy. Give all primaries and elements. Allow me to change the element, but make it very expensive. So if there's a weapon that I really, really enjoy, I might go for three versions of it. I want to get an arc solar and a void. I, you know, I, this was the time that they really could have leaned into a weapon system overhaul, a, uh, a weapon system update, and they chose not to. I don't know what their plan is long term. I think the weapon system is in an absolute shambles. It, it, it doesn't. If you use an elemental primary, it does less critical damage, so it doesn't feel quite as strong. Its own. It, the only real benefit of running an elemental primary is being able to shoot elemental shields, which has got to be one of the lamest benefits ever. And when you run an elemental primary in its secondary slot, you've got to run like one of a very very few kinetic secondaries, a couple of shotguns and a couple of snipers, and that's it. Um, and so now that there's a nice viable fusion aggressive frame in the game that's worth using from the Europa pool, it's it's pretty frustrating. Uh, and people are like, well, I like running double primary. I think they should even go to a system where you can equip two primaries at once, only in PVE. So my initial slot, I could equip two. I could equip a scout and an auto rifle and then a shotgun rocket launcher. And you couldn't do this in Crucible, but in PVE, I think it would make a lot of sense to let us carry two primaries in that first slot, uh, especially with champion mods. That'd be a great system, you know, to let us have two different weapon types, two different champion types, uh, and then you wouldn't disrupt people who like to run double primary, and then that would make sense of the stasis coming in as an elemental weapon type. I could basically run all four elements. I could run a stasis and a solar primary, two primaries, stasis and solar, and then void secondary and a, you know, uh, an, an arc heavy. So you could run all four. Like, there is room for this. Now, if they're going to do another element in Witch Queen and another dark subclass, again, we're going to have to... We're probably going to have to have a little bit more uh, in the realm of elements on weapons and freedom with respect to our loadout. 
or it's going to feel really weird that weapons can only run solar, arc, and void, and you're going to have all these other powers in the game that have no bearing whatsoever uh, on the weapon pool. So there's a lot of things I think that they could do to the weapon system to honestly free themselves from having to make so many weapons. I, I do. I think they could free themselves up. I think that, that they could they could create these freedoms uh, and give us elemental primaries. Don't have an elemental primaries crit multiplier go down, and now you don't have to create nearly as many weapons. Every season, you add a 120 hand cannon. Every And that's it. Boom. That's it. Boom. That's, you're done. There's a 120 hand cannon if you want it. Every season, you add a 140 hand cannon. You're done. There you go. A lot of different perk opportunities and options. If you run void, solar, arc, or stasis, you can have void, solar, arc, or stasis perk pools. So when you switch it, it would modify those perks in a certain way. Or if you got certain perks, it would be clear this is a perk that's meant to be used with solar or void or something to that effect. You wouldn't have to create as many weapons. You would create depth within each weapon. So you add one weapon of the archetype, and then you add depth within the weapon itself, making it... Uh, a, a appealing, making its, its its perks and its depth and its customization appealing so that I do want to chase that 120. I know I already have one, but this new 120 can do XYZ or it has these handful of new perks I want to try out. So that's how I would do it. Um, that's how Dad did it. And you know, I'm just kidding around, but like D1 felt like the solar the solar primary system got jettisoned way too early, and I feel like we've been reeling ever since. Um, We've been reeling ever since. Um. <clears throat> Poet Anderson, bouncing off the last question, do you think Bungie needs to pay more attention to missing archetypes? There's no longer a 720 RPM pulse due to sunsetting. Right. Uh, this is this is one of many uh, vacancies right now in the weapon pool, and I would say that it needs to be addressed. Uh, it, you know, needs to be addressed. Yeah, I said it right. Instead of needs addressed, it needs to be addressed. So, and again, as we said a little bit ago, maybe it's intentional. Maybe next season there's a 720 pulse. Maybe next season there's a there's a there's a 120 void hand cannon. Maybe next season there's a this, there's a that, there's a blah blah blah. You think he means a 540? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm sorry. If he got it wrong, that's fine. They promised Transmog and a bounty overhaul. Uh, Transmog is coming in year four, and the bounty overhaul, the bounty is going to get adjusted next season. So keep in mind, I do listen. I want to give Bungie some credit. A lot of they number one, they should have never mentioned Transmog because everybody got in their head that Transmog was coming with Beyond Light. They never said that. Every time it came up, they made it crystal clear they were in the planning stages. It, It was planned for a later date in year four. They made it crystal clear that it was not coming in Beyond Light. They just shouldn't have talked about it. They talked about it. Everybody got in their head that it was coming. The bounty update, same thing. They just shouldn't have mentioned it. If it's not coming in Beyond Light, then don't talk about it. You just muddied the waters, and a lot of people thought they were getting things uh, in Beyond Light that weren't going to be coming anytime soon. Eknor says, Do you think sunsetting is bad because of free-to-play because they have to be selective where they can put the new loot in? World Ingram's rewarding same old loot and the whole game is becoming transactional like the Black Armory grind. Well, now hear me out, though. Legendary Lost Sectors and the Empire Hunts with Variks 
and the from what we've seen sort of data mind on how you can uh, you can set up like an attunement and like a boon for what drops from the wrathborn hunts i actually think they've got a really really good loot system set up i do think loot needs to be dropping out in the world i you know you go back to varix and get the gun it'd be more exciting if the gun dropped from the boss not really sure why that's not possible maybe there's a loot grind it's possible there is a loot grind and manipulation that can be done because you kill the boss and it drops and then you, you blow yourself up and then maybe it resets the encounter but the engram's on the ground. I think that's one of the reasons loot can't drop the way that we want it to because when the enemy dies, the boss dies and the engram's on the ground. Once that engram is on the ground, it's it. It's in the world. It is in your inventory. It's either in your inventory and you pick it up or it goes to the postmaster. So if you can die before the game resolves the fact that the that the boss has been beat it'll reset the encounter and you can just do an endless you know farm of loot that's possible uh what they're doing if you remember people doing that with the undying mind um so that's why loot takes forever to show up and it comes from a chest and it comes once mission complete pops up now i thought that when they changed the the mission and the quest scripting to the physics uh script I thought that was going to work. They were going to be able to say, no, the mission and the quest is going to update immediately when the boss dies because that's part of the physical world. That's part of the physics. That guy's dead. Now it checks the box that you completed the quest. I thought that meant we would kind of get loot dropping back out in the world. Now it's possible that a lot of the loot structure of Beyond Light was built before they decided to make those scripting changes, so maybe we will see the net benefit of the scripting changes at a later date. They even said in the blog post about that scripting change that there would be more benefits long term that would come from it that they had planned, and that could be one of them. And so it's 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 entirely uh, it's entirely possible uh, that that that's how they set it up. I haven't been live. Yeah, we have a timer that like alerts people to like make sure you're watching live. Um, that it's it's one of the pro- it's one of the only major problems with YouTube is it seems pretty easy to fall behind. So Nightbot periodically hits chat and says, "Hey, make sure you're live," because it's it's a pretty common problem. The first couple times folks watch on YouTube, they're not aware of that being an issue. So. I, I want to see that change, right? I want to see that change. I want to see loot drop out in the world. Um, and I do think, you know, if the if the world engrams are rewarding the same old loot and the whole game is becoming transactional, I actually think right now the loot transaction is good. It could be better. And as far as world engrams rewarding the same old loot, I think you're always going to have a, an outdated sort of plain sort of basic loot pool that's okay because you really want the new loot to be focused on the new activities so you've got Europa you've got the Wrathborn hunts then there's the raid loot pool we're thinking there might be another loot pool we haven't seen yet that's going to show up in the um, in these exo challenges it did seem kind of weird in almost all the footage of marketing they were either showing us Europa guns or they were showing us the uh, old guns so it's possible they were very very hesitant to put a lot of the weapons in the trailers because they knew we would see them and maybe they're trying to keep a lot of that secret I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we should count these uh these chickens that aren't even in an egg yet, right? Count your chickens before you're hatched. Right? We don't even have the eggs. We don't even know if there are going to be uh, more, you know, more loot additions in this season. But the hope would be that they that they've got something more up their sleeve with respect to filling those things out. Because listen, 
again, the world loot pool, it's it's okay if that gets outdated and kind of mundane and kind of like, hey, this, you know, this stuff is, uh, this stuff's, this stuff's common. This stuff's not that important. That's not really where you should be setting your sights anyway. Truth be told, if, if you're really going for loot, I would think you would set your sights on newer things, newer activities, uh, newer loot pools, and newer destinations. Enzian with the next question. Are you disappointed that there is only one stasis weapon as of now and that Bungie gave us the impression there would be more in the general loot pool? I am actually very, very confused by this. I, uh... I'm, I'm genuinely pretty unsure what the uh, what the goal is here. Um, they they made it sound like there would be stasis weapons, and if there aren't stasis weapons, I feel like they should have shut that down very, very soon. Hey, we realized when Luke Smith did that interview, you guys got the impression there would be stasis weapons. There will be one or two stasis weapons, because I don't think the exotic is the last one we're probably going to make. You know, the grenade launcher, there probably could be more in the future. But, you know, we just want to make it crystal clear. You're not going to see that as a standard damage type on weapons out in the world. They didn't do that. I mean, it, it, they they clearly saw that the player base expectation was that stasis weapons were going to be a thing. And so the question remains, wh- wh- why, why did you not say anything? Were you just not wanting to be Debbie Downer? Were you not wanting to kind of like, you know, squash our hopes and dreams? I, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure what their, uh, what their goal was, but it... I don't know. It seemed it seemed like it was a, it was a pretty immediate expectation from everybody watching uh, that interview. Shifty Jeans coming in with a brand new membership. Thank you so much for clicking the join button. That gets you a badge and emotes and extra access in our Discord server. Uh, if you guys are here and enjoying the show, it's totally free. It's totally free to click subscribe and like. We've uh, already got a nice subscriber milestone today and a really, really great like milestone today. Every time you do that, it helps this video get recommended. So thank you to everybody for supporting today. We're about halfway through Q&A, so be sure to support the channel in all those free ways if you can. Uh, Also, this week we'll be doing a lot of random evening streams, and you'll miss out on those if you don't hit subscribe and the bell button. I no longer do uploads here, though. If you're looking for the uploads, you got to go to sntrvideos.com. The breakout sessions that like I'm doing right now, I'm recording a Q&A. I don't upload those to this channel anymore because it was too much. It was overwhelming people's sub feeds. Fet44. Could you see Bungie dropping the strike playlist down to 1050 to alleviate the complaints or keep it where it is and do a better job at communicating in the future? I mean, that would only be the strike playlist. You got to think. I mean, it, 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 public spaces and lost sectors, uh, there's elements of the Cosmodrome that are beyond 1050. So I honestly don't know if that would even work. I mean, it would work, but it wouldn't at the same time. You, here's the thing. If Bungie decides to talk about this and make a change, they're going to draw attention to something that a lot of people might not be feeling. You and I are feeling it. We're talking about it right now, right? It's on our minds, Okay. It's on our minds. If they're going to draw the community, a, a larger portion of the community's attention to the fact that they overreach with sunsetting and they're trying to fix it, if they only do the strike playlist, you might just end up upsetting more people that aren't presently upset. They don't really understand it. They don't really realize. They're not really paying attention. They don't care. They're using new stuff. But suddenly they're going to be mad that like, oh, wait, I just suddenly realized I can't use all this loot and now all of a sudden I care about it. Um... I think that is that that would be a, an issue is if the minute they draw attention to it they're potentially upsetting people who aren't paying any attention to sunsetting and power limitations and and what they did with the the general entrance points to the content 
most folks might not be paying any attention to it. Now, obviously, if you look at Reddit, it is probably the single most frequent topic on Reddit right now. Now, I know people are like, Reddit, Reddit, uh, Reddit gets a bad rap sometimes because the negative Nancys can kind of take take over but there are a lot of thoughtful people on there there were some really really good very intelligently written posts about sunsetting and the DCV and the way the game feels right now and how people don't like the way this has been implemented and I want to give credit where credit's due like I felt like people did an, a good job not just lighting themselves on fire and being angry but making posts that were I think on the mark and on the money of saying this was this was a significant overreach and this is not the uh this is not the system that we were ultimately promised so you gotta remember the reason i think the subreddit ends up getting a bad rap is because sometimes in the interim and in the droughts it gets it gets overrun with trolls and negative nancy's and the destiny karens but when new content launches i actually think it's one of the better times to go there because so many people are paying attention and i think a lot of the people that go to that forum or just or that or that that subreddit are like man this was just not what i was expecting this feels pretty extreme this you know i was i was not expecting to be sunset out of strikes in a campaign so, um, Reddit overreacts and overpraises or asks for the most stupid stuff. I mean, sometimes, yeah, their, their bungee please posts can be pretty absurd, but I found the posts that I was finding about sunsetting, I found those posts to be pretty well written and, and pretty well reasoned. Um, something else no one's talking about. The Glassway Strike is in the Strike playlist, but it was listed as paid content. Is the playlist divided? Was the roadmap wrong? I, yeah, I don't know. They said Glassway Strike op- opens, and they put that on the calendar as something that only came with Beyond Light, and yet it's free because it's in the playlist. So I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe they were just pulling some kind of a backflip, where they were like, oh, but the Glassway opening and you go in there as part of the campaign and that's paid. I don't understand why that was listed. Um, it was in the free column. Whoa, no. Actually, the free column said a new strike would be added to the playlist. When you go to the calendar on the right side, it had the Glassway strike opens and it had the icon for Beyond Light, meaning it was paid. The same icon is used on the raid. I don't understand it. That calendar makes no sense unless the Glassway Strike opening is the beginning of something else happening. It's leading to something else. It's going to be how we get into Vaults of Glass or or some secret hidden mission or I don't know. All I know is they put it on the calendar as if the Glassway Strike opening was a part of Beyond Light and it had the icon for Beyond Light paid not beyond light free if it was free they use the little destiny icon so the calendar is either wrong or we don't really know we actually don't know what it's a part of so ATRS37 do you believe sunsetting would feel less severe if they extended the duration of weapon or armor piece is left viable in the current sandbox considering they can't churn out as much gear as they used to I don't necessarily know if this would be, uh, this would help. Okay. It's the principle. It's not that I don't have tons of stuff to take into the strike playlist. Like, oh, if, if, if the shadow keep stuff lasted longer, this would all be fine. 
No, that's not the problem. The problem is, is that sunsetting is taking place in content that there's no reason to enforce it. Strikes, public space, and lost sectors, even the campaign. These are not the places to enforce sunsetting according to the three paragraphs on screen right now. That's my issue with it. My issue with it is not, oh, if only I had more loot, this wouldn't be that big of a deal. Now, would it make it better? Sure, it would certainly make it a little bit better. To, you know, it, it would make it a little bit more likely that somebody had some good loot in their in their inventory that they could kind of, you know keep on using. But it it it's the principle of how it was communicated and how it was implemented being wholly different it's not it, it's they're they're divorced from each other they're not even remotely on the same page ashen i am less worried about lessons and much more worried about my armor now i think he meant to put weapons leveling coupled with having to invest so many materials into armor has really hurt me does bungie need to look at armor differently than with sunsetting I don't know. This is where my bias is going to affect my judgment, so I probably need to remove this, but let me tell you what my bias is. I spent the summer getting a bunch of really, really good stat rolls on on armor from the Prophecy Dungeon, so I'm good for a while in the realm of armor. I've kind of kept all that stuff. Um, I've also gotten a couple of pretty decent drops from just playing, um, but if you're not, yeah, if you're not really gearing up before a season starts... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell anybody how to play. But I will say that the way they set up the armor with the seasonal mod slot in year three and then the adjustments they were making for this year, it seems to me they were making it pretty clear you would wanna kinda always prepare for what was about to happen next. Like make sure you have some good armor lying around to take with you into the next season. Now, that doesn't really touch on your criticism about currency. I think you should get all of the currency back when you invest it into a piece of armor. I think it's stupid to ask somebody to put that much currency into a piece of armor and then when you break it down, you get like a significant reduction in what gets back. The, now, now somebody might say, well, but Lona, if you do that, nobody once you get enough currency to always float to the next piece of armor, you'd never need to run a Grandmaster Nightfall. Yep, and you know what? That's totally fine. There should be a much better loot incentive for Grandmaster Nightfalls and Nightfalls than a freaking currency. Put loot in there. Put aspirational armor in there. They said that they're looking at putting, you know, adept weapons and strikes. Put loot incentive in there. Let me keep my freaking currency that I earned and I dumped into this to this armor, and when I break it down, give it back to me. Let me float it to the next piece. That's totally fine. And if I want to have multiple pieces, no worries. I can get multiple pieces. I can go grind for more currency if I need to. I don't think you're going to undercut the reason to run Nightfalls if you do this, especially considering they're looking into adding loot incentive into strikes anyway. I think aspirational armor and adept weapons are eventually going to come to them, and that would be a reason to run Nightfalls outside of just stacking infusion pennies. Um... I don't think a currency grind is is a good enough grind for endgame content that stacks so many negative modifiers and so many power deltas against you. So that would be my feedback. One of my favorite things about Minecraft Dungeons is when I get a new piece of armor, I know that I can put it on, dismantle the old armor, and I get all of my magic points to spend in the new armor. I don't have this weird depreciating returns on my my resource spending. I just get to keep on keeping on. And right now what ends up happening is you're always going to hit these speed bumps where you're like, well, 
it's time for me to update my armor and that means I've got to go through the process of getting a bunch of currency since I'm going to lose the currency I spent on the armor the last time I did this I don't think that currency treadmill is necessary I don't think it's a particularly good grind now I will say this I will say this if the currency drop rate stayed the same in Nightfalls and you put a bunch of dope loot in there, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Because when you start grinding for loot in Nightfalls, you end up with an abundance and a surplus of the currency and you wouldn't even care. You'd be like, ah, oh, it's fine. I have so much currency, it doesn't matter. The problem is, is you run out of steam because the only real reason you're running the Nightfalls is to stack the currency. And eventually you're like, nah, I don't want to do this. When I was grinding Nightfalls for uh, Exotics, I ended up with so much currency for Master Working Armor that I was having to buy the Ascendant Shards because the Enhancement Prisms were stacking up at the Postmaster. So, if they were consistently giving you a reason to run any level of the Nightfalls and the currency was dropping at a healthy interval in the Nightfalls while you were chasing loot, that's called, I call that an undercurrent grind. It's the undercurrent. It's not on top. It's not the main reason you're going into the Nightfalls. The main reason you'd be going into the Nightfalls would be for some loot that they added every season, something cool. Maybe there's a, a, a adept weapons or, or an aspirational armor pursuit like they promised us. And then you're going in there, and then after a couple of weeks you're like oh dude i have so much currency whenever it's time for me to swap armor that's fine i'm okay do one of the two or maybe consider doing both but do one of the two either make nightfalls worth the grind outside of currency so people end up with a surplus of currency by default by de facto just by playing end game content or give me back my currency that i spend in the armor there's no reason to take it from me it it it, it there why are you that stingy you want to take maybe one or something like one of the currency I don't know what weapon is that on screen right now that is the loud lullaby it was a 110 now 120 hand cannon that came from the lectern on the moon and it is sunset it uh, it didn't get any time to shine because sunsetting has really overreached now I really don't think they should have sunset shadow keep more than ever because they made some updates to weapon archetypes that would have been enjoyable to try out from that time and uh, it's lost to the corners of time Lightly, Destiny is about choosing the guns you like to play, even in the endgame. How are we going to do that with entire archetypes not having a weapon and others only having one? For sunsetting to work, you need basic world pool that fills the archetypes with options, even if they are basic. This is a uh, this is a good question. Um, you know, how are we supposed to do this if there are missing weapon archetypes or archetypes that only have one? Um, this again, I think gives credence to my suggestion that they should say, Hey, you know, we're going to go back to the system where you can change the element on a weapon. All primaries have an element. We're shoving all primaries into the first slot. You can equip two primaries in PVE so that you can go back to your double primary loadouts and give more, a little bit more depth, maybe in dynamics to the champion system. Uh, so that then they would be in their right to put maybe more champions in the game. If you're able to carry two primaries and deal with two champion types simultaneously, well, not simultaneously interchangeably. Um, and then if they did that, they wouldn't have to add as many weapons. Uh, they would add, you know, uh, one every season. And after an entire year of this, they would basically have a uh, the top the top half, or the, I'm sorry, the top layer of your weapons would roll off, just the top layer. So every every season they spend adding a 120. Okay, that's four 120s a year. That means every time a new year rolls around, one of your 120s is no longer good. You got three that are, and then a new 120 gets introduced. That's it. That, that's how you do it. 
if they get this ball rolling, we would land in Witch Queen, and you would have three 120s that are still usable from that previous year, and then be adding one new 120 to replace the missing one. So at any given time, you could have in your possession four viable 120 hand cannons. And if I can change the, the the elemental burn on the weapon and it's really expensive, maybe you have three versions of each and that's fine. That's a grind that you can choose to do if you want. You don't have to. Since you always have four at a given time, you could have three different 120s from three different locations or activities and they're all different burns according to what you thought was just best for each one. It's base stats and maybe it's perk pool. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's all they have to do. Then they know every season, every expansion, you just add one of every archetype. And when you do that, you're always filling a gap that was created a year ago. And it's a very, very small gap. A very small gap. Hey, it's a new season. Guess what? Your 120 from a year ago is now sunset. Not to worry, you have three that are still usable, and we added a new one to replace the one that left. Like, yes, that's always kind of treadmilling forward, but you're not feeling like, I don't have a 120, now I need a 120, and then you have to go, you have to go for the new one. Bungie likely wants the game uh, to take as long as people would accept without getting mad. Right. What did Wheezy say? He said, um... Like he was agreeing with me. Where was it? Where did it go? I thought you said something. Yeah, you said, yup, at a minimum, every archetype should have one weapon each season if sunsetting is going to work properly. Even if half of the half of them are repeats, it's silly not to do. Yeah. I um I don't know. Uh I don't know. To me, to me, I think that uh this might not be doable, but that's that's the system. That's my utopian, maybe pipe dream, is that Bungie gets to a place where archetypes, uh, one of every archetype can get added every three months. Maybe that's way too much. Maybe that's like, how many guns is that, right? Maybe that's 50 guns a season. Maybe that's way too much. Maybe they do one of every archetype on the expansion, and then they spend the next couple of seasons trying to do one of every archetype by the end of those three seasons something like that right something like that i don't know if right now they added one of every archetype of pulse scout uh you know hand cannon all of that because some of the guns there's only like one archetype anyway like linear fusions um it might be too tall of an order to have them making 50 or 60 plus weapons. I don't know what the total is. 50 or 60 plus weapons every three months might be too much. Maybe at least once a year you add one of every archetype and then you spend season, because there's four seasons, right? You spend season two, three, and four adding more, but maybe not all. So maybe every season they add 20 to 30, and then by the end of that season, you go into Witch Queen and you have a couple of 120s, maybe two or three, maybe not four. But you have enough that because one's getting sunset, you're not like, well, I don't have a 120 now. You know? The Torch. Lono, I think they may have changed how weapon levels work. I was in a Europa Law Sector with my 1050 Tyranny of Heaven, and it did the same damage after I infused it up to 12... 12 what well that doesn't sound right that doesn't sound right i would i would need more testing definitive proof in a video before i really commentated on this you could have been mistaken um you could have been getting some sort of a damage buff with your tyranny that i i don't know it's not that i don't trust you 
I don't want to commentate on something that could have been a mistake. Maybe there's maybe there's a lost sector on Europa that's not 1210. Maybe there is one that uh, is is allowing this to happen. Um, I don't I don't think I don't think that this is. Uh, this is universally true. Maybe you had a weird one-off. Maybe there was a weird instance where the level of the the, the, the lost sector was glitched. But this is not how that that, that 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 works. I don't know what the power level of all the lost sectors on Europa are. Maybe there is one that is a 1050 or something. I, I'm not I'm not sure. Um, the expansion needs to go back to the bone. Uh, needs to be the backbone while the seasons fill in some gaps. Yeah, I mean, you could do it that way. My 1050 weapons were barely scratching enemies, while as soon as I swapped to my 1200 level weapon, they were shredding. Yeah, I definitely felt that yesterday as well, so... God rolls. Do you think they will be replacing all the weapon types they have deleted with sunsetting, i.e. there are no 540 pulses uh, being sunset? Yeah, somebody asked about this earlier, so they beat you to the punch. Uh, this is one of the advantages of being a paying member and hanging out in the Discord. You can submit questions before I even go live, so you don't have to worry about this happening to you. Uh, to reiterate, if there is a weapon that I cannot get right now at level, there's a weapon archetype, okay? There's two questions to ask. Is that intended by Bungie? And is that meant to be like a, oh, hey, in season two, there is one. Yay, I can go get it. Uh, or is this an unintended consequence of an overreach of sunsetting that maybe they intend to fix over time? We don't know until Bungie speaks out on archetypal vacancies and says whether or not they're okay with it philosophically or they're not okay with it philosophically. We don't genuinely know what their goal here is. Gillian the Mist. Do you think um, a good solution would be to let everything go all the way back to opulence as to let it be to get to 1200? Now, some people, let's ignore opulence. Some people think sunsetting should just always go to whatever the soft cap is. So, yes, shadow keeping back would be sunset, but all that gear would automatically get its infusion cap up to 1200. There's a lot of people that think that. Like, whatever the soft cap is for the new expansion, that's what the uh, the sunsetting cap should be for all of the sunset. So every time you enter a new expansion, there's going to be a batch of sunset weapons. And those sunset weapons should be able to get to the soft cap. That's what a lot of people think. A lot of people have suggested that. Uh, I can get behind that. Now, as far as reaching all the way back to opulence, you got to be careful here. You want to make sure people understand. I think that's probably one of the reasons they did it this way. You want to make sure people understand every 12 months is a sunset. Every 12. You start reaching back and making exceptions and grandfathering certain weapons, and you're just going to confuse people. They're going to be like, I, I don't understand why this was sunset and this isn't. It's, it, it would start to get a little convoluted. So I, I think half of what's being asked here is probably a pretty decent suggestion. Joseph Young. Do you think Bungie would have taken the approach of sunsetting only year one first? It would make sense since the year two campaign and the raid is still active. This is good feedback. The Forsaken raid is still around. Garden of Salvation is still around. I actually thought this is the way they should have done it. You sunset year one, and then in next season, they would sunset maybe year two. And then the next season they would sunset just the expansions mind you so like just forsaken would get sunset next season and then all of the other all the other seasons would be fine for that entire season but then when you got to season three of this year they would sunset shadow keeping back 
I, th I think they should have done a rollout like that to be like, listen, by the end of year four, the standard will be then enforced from then on out. We will no longer roll it out. It'll no longer be a gradual thing. Every 12 months, when, when, a, when a piece of equipment is 12 months old, it will be at the new, it will be fusion capped and no longer, you can no longer take it into the end game. That's the real issue, right? Is they made it sound like it was only, go, only going to apply to everything described in those three paragraphs and it's reaching a lot further than that and I think that's the main problem Mr. Han Brolo do you think Bungie should start bumping gear in our vault and inventories if they're retroactively up to the level cap uh, Garden of Salvation uh, it now has a level cap of 14 10 maybe but existing gear is all 1360 yeah I have a really severe problem with this very very strong problem with this I have loot from Garden of Salvation and Last Wish that are not at their updated infusion caps and I think that is absolutely bogus if you are going to update the infusion cap of a weapon it should update on all of the weapons that you have so if you had a gnawing hunger last season it should have been updated to the new infusion cap of the new gnawing hungers that people could get they've updated the infusion cap of garden of salvation and last wish weapons that just happened to the gear that i have it makes no sense you want me to go run garden and last wish for more weapons like you actually think i want to do that i don't want to do that that content's ancient i i I played it a bunch already i don't want to go back in there for guns i already have I already got a roll on the gospel that I liked. I already got rolls on those guns that I like. No, update my infusion cap. I already earned the gear. What are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. Not to mention, not to mention, it adds insult to injury that if I go back into those raids to try to get those weapons so they're updated infusion caps, it's not even a source of powerful drops. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it, Bungie! It doesn't even make sense! So I'm supposed to go into outdated endgame content. I'm supposed to go to outdated raids and get guns I already have so they have a higher infusion cap. And while I'm doing this, it's not even a source of powerfuls anymore. No. Get the frick out of my face. Update the weapons I already have. Respect the player's time. The Last Wish and Garden of Salvation weapons all updated retroactively? No, they didn't. Unless they pushed out a hotfix, mine were not at the right... No, they did not get updated retroactively. Mine did not. If you go in now and you grind for them, they're at a higher infusion rate than the ones that I have in my inventory. I checked just yesterday. Um, They did for you? No. No, they didn't. People are saying they didn't. People are saying they did. it, It could be a glitch in the game then. I have a new nation of beasts, says Wheezy. It's capped at season 15. Right. It could go all the way to season 15. All of my raid weapons and armor updated. No. You guys are mistaken. You guys, I think you guys are mistaken. You guys are seeing 1360 and you think that's updated. That's not updated. It goes higher than 1360 if you go and you drop them now. Go and get them now. It can go up to 1410. It's been raised to 1410. Yours are 1360. So they have not been updated. You're just seeing seeing 1360 and seeing you're good to go. You can actually go get them higher than 1360. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm ranting about. So there is confusion. They got updated to the arrivals power cap, but they don't understand. They now drop with the beyond light power cap. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally backwards. It's totally backwards. So, especially considering those raids are no longer a source of power. 
Archon's Ford. Now that all of the armor is the same and it gets sunset, do you think it makes the grind worse due to rechasing stuff for high stats, or better, since you don't need to grind for unique mod armor? I'm kind of torn on the um, on the armor because yeah, the currency rant that we just went on a little bit ago. Not only do you got to regrind for high stats, you then have to spend currency that you don't presently have and you don't get back. So I think they need to reevaluate what armor looks like as a rotating door. I like incentivizing people chasing new armor. I think that is part of loot pursuit in Destiny. So I actually think it is good to give folks a reason to go and grind for armor. Uh, I think that is fine. Um, but I think it needs to be smoothed over. I think there's some rough edges there that are n- that, that that don't make any sense. The currency return rate on a dismantle doesn't make sense, um, and I think that's probably the main hangup that I have is that if I'm gonna take the time to do what I did with the prophecy dungeon, right? I spend all that time getting all that high set armor, and then I finally pull the trigger on dumping all my currency into it to take it to level 10, I min-max and I'm ready to go. 12 months later when it's time to replace all that stuff, somewhere along the line, you either motivated me to run Nightfalls so I got the currency back, and I think Nightfalls should motivate me with loot, not just with currency, so that when the time comes, it's not that painful. Or just give me my currency back when I when I dismantle. A, a, a constant need to currency grind, I just think is completely unnecessary. Lordful Mine. Luke Smith did mention that weapons needed a rework. Is it possible that they are not putting a lot of weapons in the loot pool in anticipation of this rework? Man, this is probably the most optimistic, most positive way to view Beyond Light. That, like, they're holding back on weapon quantity because in a year, they're going to pull the trigger on some crazy weapons update and then it's going to be, you know, oh man, there's so much loot. They're going to bring back all the static rolls like the Lincoln Green and the Manana Nan and, and all of those year one weapons that are just sitting and collecting dust and they're actually good, but they never had really good perk combinations because they had a limited perk pool and they were static rolls, right? Like, this is probably the single most optimistic and positive way to look at the scenario. I think, number one, that timeline sucks. I'm not saying what your suggestion sucks. I'm saying if that's Bungie's plan, that timeline kind of sucks. That's a long wait. You updated ghosts and guns are still rocking the same old system. And, you know, they, they took the champion mods and put them on armor. That's not too bad, but... I don't know. That just seems way, way too long and way, way late. I, I don't know. I Listen, I will always leave room for like, hey, this is something we wanted to get right, so we had to punt it to next year, and we're sorry. That led to a, a, a smaller amount of loot added in year four, and then year five, they just go insane with like new weapons and a, and a system-wide weapon change. Um, you know, sure. I'm always willing to leave room for stuff like that, but I'm probably done doing that um, presumptuous positive vision casting. I did that with Beyond Light. I was like, surely if Bungie is sunsetting Shadow Keep guns all the way back to year one, if they're going to sunset that many guns, surely they're going to add a ton of weapons in Beyond Light. And my my optimism and my presumption ended up not be, being true. Unless, again, in three months, the loot pool has been significantly uh, injected with, uh, with, with more guns that maybe we haven't seen yet, you know, from activities that maybe haven't been launched yet. Again, 
I, I don't want to do that anymore. I think I, I think I probably have been maybe um, I've been too optimistic and too hopeful uh, about these changes. And I think that's something I'm going to try to avoid um, and just go based on the basic facts. And the basic facts now is that they sunset 75% of the legendary weapon pool. They sunset it out of more content than they initially promised. And they added back about 7% of the loot. And I think that is an untenable system long term. I don't think this works year in, year out. So I await to see what their plans are for the rest of year four as well as the rest of this season. So we're going to keep on streaming. We're going to get back to gaming and having some fun. If you're listening to this as a recording, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. If you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. If you do part ways with me at the end of Q&A, some people kind of, that's their, that's kind of their, their, they exit. Make sure you click subscribe and the like button that helps me out we have been doing some evening streams stick around though we'll have more fun more good conversations if you're listening elsewhere please like share and subscribe